0: Back in 1971, Andy got me a job working at the Monarch Building Supply Company.
1: I helped him find a job. His job was working for a building supply company delivering materials to building locations around Charleston.
0: They, they had me delivering these materials with a fellow by
1: the name of Kitty. He, he made friends with this old, old gentleman. His name was Liston Pringle, and he went by the nickname of Kitty. Kitty was an African-American gentleman that
0: uh, uh, I was all of 21 and he was probably 50 years old. And Kitty told me I was a very lucky man to be able to work with him because he was an extremely lazy man and that um, by teaming me up with a lazy man, I was going to work with a fellow that always found the easiest way to get a job done and didn't work harder than he had to.
1: Kitty uh, was kind of an uneducated older fella, but he was just a great old guy, and he lived kind of in a ghetto. So one afternoon, we decided
0: to go to the uh, section of uh, Charleston where the African Americans lived
1: and go visit Kitty at his home. And this is, you keep in mind, this was 1972 Charleston, and uh, there was still uh, traces of segregation going on and, uh, and a little bit of, unease racially between
0: the races. And I had a standing invitation from Kitty to go to his, his home
1: and listen to his collection of Hank Williams records. Just some old homespun wisdom, and he liked to listen to Hank Williams music and all of these things. And so we had stopped at his house. You know, like I say, it was kind of in a ghetto. And he's um, um, driving. I think Denny was driving a little Triumph at the time, a convertible. And uh, we had pulled up to the house to, to, uh, to go see Kitty.
0: So at the time we pull up to Kitty's home, we happened to see another gentleman, a different man altogether, an African-American gentleman, coming out of a
1: house uh, near where Kitty lived. And this big African-American guy, probably six, two or three, came out of the house next door and uh, was standing on the steps there. And, and Dennis looked up at this guy
0: and I rolled down the window in the car and started calling out to this African-American gentleman.
1: And, and I thought right then that we, we were going to die right there that Saturday morning because this guy looked like somebody that probably didn't like to be called a name. And plus, we were white folks and he was African-American. And uh, Andy got very excited because he thought I was
0: being rather rude to this man that I didn't know and calling him out. And it made the African American man so excited to hear this white boy calling out to him that he came stalking up to the car. So the guy walked toward the car. And just at the point Andy thought there was going to be a, a fight, the man looks in the window
1: and looks at me and he says, And all of a sudden, this, this African American guy looks. Looks right into Denny's eyes and said, Osborne, you son of a bitch. I don't know if I'm allowed to say that or not, but that's what he said. Osborne, I can't believe it. What are you doing here, boy? And come to find out that um, Denny and uh, Frazier had been very good friends over in Vietnam a couple of years prior to that.
0: It turned out that this gentleman, who was by the name of Fraser, was my sergeant in Vietnam.
1: At any rate, ten thousand miles away from Vietnam and three thousand miles away from Denny's home here, uh, he just happens to walk in, 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 into the same neighborhood as this, uh, as this fella. And uh, as it turned out, there it was. And uh, I think it's probably the biggest coincidence I ever saw. This piece was produced by Everything Sounds as part of the 24-hour radio race from KCRW's Independent Producer Project.